Hello and welcome to Equipped. We are a ministry of Trinity Baptist Church in Norman, designed as another resource to help you engage our culture and share the love of Jesus with the world thirsty for it. My name is Curtis Winkle. I'm the student pastor here at Trinity. I'm here with Ryan Polk, associate pastor. What's up, Ryan? Hello. How are you? Good. Our, our guest today is Jason Colvin. Jason is a business owner of 858 to Go catering, but more important for our purposes, is an experienced Little League baseball coach, basketball coach, football some, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jason, good to have you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So we want to talk today about um, coaching. And so what does it mean to be a Christian coach? What does it mean to bring the gospel to your coaching experiences, to your kids, to your parents? And so, Jason, with all your experience, we wanted to we wanted to pick your brain on it and see see if you could help us out. So, so first, a little bit of your history. How long have you been coaching? So, my oldest son Gunner was born in two thousand two. So, when he was in kindergarten is when I started. So, uh, two thousand seven. So, twelve years or so. All right. Um, okay. So what? Why why are sports good? Why would you say we can affirm that that's good for kids to do? I think sports are great because they are a microcosm of life, right? There are things that you learn in sports that um, will help you succeed, help you learn about life. Um, I'm just a big believer in in the discipline it teaches, the accountability it teaches, the teamwork, um, how to win and lose as a team, how to how to handle losing, how to handle winning. Yeah, just a lot of those life skills. I'm a big believer. Yeah. You want to add to that at all, Ryan? Yeah, I think, uh, and, and Jason, I've tried to do this to some degree with these boys, but, I mean, just a specific part of what Jason mentioned is just, man, especially at this age, there's just so much failure. Yeah. And so it's really good for them to learn. You know, we, we always try to, you know, like, not let them... We didn't have a ton of rules, but yeah. like they weren't going to gripe at refs or right. umps or anything like that. That's they weren't going to slam bats or helmets yeah. or that kind of stuff. And so, because I mean, life's just, you're going to get bad hands. You yeah. know, you get situations that aren't great. And right. uh, so sports really do train them. And then I think it prepares them even for, as our boys got older, we weren't coaching as many things that they were doing, but they were used to being on a team. And I think it sports just really provide that for as a role of parenting even for them to hear other voices yeah you know good voices uh it's kind of like work right i mean you're gonna have great bosses and you're gonna have terrible bosses and sports can kind of be a great way to prepare them through middle school and high school for for that even so respect and authority regardless of yeah yeah you agree or not yeah yeah really helpful i think too there's there's learning a specific skill and working hard at a craft you know and Granted, not all kids are going to be as engaged as others, but man, you get some of those kids that they got a steep curve and their baseball IQ or, you know, basketball IQ just goes through the roof and, um, you know, who knows how far they'll go with it, but, but actually working at something, um, even the small details, you know, I think is really, really good for them, uh, to see that they can succeed in something and, and hopefully that translates to other areas of, you know, of life. You know, one thing that I would like to mention that. I don't want to be the old man, the old grumpy man on the porch, but I think getting kids outside and exercising yeah. and doing something other than playing yeah. video games is is beginning to be a bigger struggle. Yeah. Um, and I think it's good. I think it's good for them to be in person with people outside. 
yeah. right. doing stuff. Yeah, we've, I can't tell you how many times we've driven to a game where on the way over, the attitude is like, oh, I don't want to do this. And then they get there with their buddies, throw the ball around, play a game, and they've had a great time. That's right. So, uh, uh, you know, I think that's really good. And, you know, back yeah. to what you're saying, I think even about learning the craft, Yeah, it's also a great lesson for, you know, like they're upset because they struck out uh-huh. or they missed free throws. And it's like, well, right? how much work have you... How much practice have you put in on this? Right. You know, I mean, they get to see the opposite. Like, if I don't work yeah. hard at something, I'm yeah. not going to have success. Right. And that's also a good thing. You know, just a reminder that you have to work. Yeah, and there, there's the balance, too, culturally speaking. So we just got through playing a tournament, and I, there, there's some kids that you have to kind of force to get outside. And it's really good just to develop those habits early on. But then there's sort of some – I think there's a middle ground we're trying to find because there's also the kids who, like – every weekend and we're going to travel we're going to play no, year yeah. round and all that and I don't know that that's the healthiest thing for frankly for a family life um, and, and for the kid you know I, I think that's a recipe for for burnout yep. yeah what was it that uh, Al Mohler said in a recent article that one of the worst words that a, a church can hear is traveling team Yeah. Uh, yeah. as far as what it'll do to church life and your ministry and that kind of stuff yeah. So yeah we've seen that a lot of truth to that yeah um, okay, so so as as believers, as Christians, we are to see everywhere we go as, as a calling, right, to serve um, and, and to speak and live out the gospel. So, so Jason, we'll start with you. What are maybe uh, a few ways that we can do that in a coaching context? So, <clears throat> so as a Christian coach, there are certain things that, that we always try to do. Ryan and I were great teammates, and we did this, I think, pretty well, but uh, the first thing that I always thought that we had to do was we had to teach them the right way to, to play the game. So you are responsible for making sure they understand the rules, making sure their attitude is good, yeah. making sure they understand the strategy that you're trying you're trying to employ, making sure their effort is good. We had a saying um, in our baseball team that if the Yankees don't do it, we don't do it. Mm. And so that cuts out all the um, silly what I think is silly, the, the chatter yeah. and the talking to the batter. And, um, you know, there are times, especially with baseball, because baseball is such a complex game. Yeah. When you're teaching the rules, yeah. okay, you run. When that guy hits it, you run. Except if he hits it a fly ball, then That's you right. don't run. Sometimes you freeze. Sometimes you tag up. So it's complex, and you have to really yeah. – it's, it's hard to learn. But we would teach – the Yankees way because sooner or later they're going to have to play that way. Mm-hmm. And so there are times when you would rather chase the guy back to the bag than make that throw, but we were teaching them to make that throw just because that's the right way to do it. Yeah. So teach them the right way, number yeah. number one. Number two, <clears throat> um, we want to grow them as men and women um, through sports like we talked about, right. learning accountability, teamwork, discipline, enthusiasm. Hard work. All, yeah, Christian virtues. Yep. Um, and then uh, number three, how to how I would recommend you coach is uh-huh. always love your players. Yeah. Uh, love them as individuals. Love them as people. Um, you know, recognize what they do on the field, definitely. Um, but recognize their character as well. Uh, love their parents. Love the umps or referees. Uh, love your opponent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know. Their value is not dependent on their talent. 
Yeah. Um, and so love them as people. Yeah, it's hard to remember when, when the kids walked his fifth batter. and mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or my daughter won't take away the right side like her. Yeah. <laughs> when she's playing basketball, we would try to get her to take away the right side, take away the right side. And that, when I yelled at her that one time, that's when she cried. It's so sanctifying to be a coach. Like, I mean, it's, <laughs> like how many times have, have you been tempted to swear on the field? <laughs> like, like yesterday, I mean, 17? I, I mean, I'd have to pace sometimes yeah. to, to calm down. And I'm but even keel guy, generally speaking, you know. You but, are. But, uh, yeah, what, what, Ryan, you got anything to add to that? Yeah, I think what Jason said was good. And, we, you know, we never really even consciously, like, you know, we didn't sit down before season and say, let's try to do X, Y, and Z. It just kind of came as we were, you know, in the dugout and doing uh-huh. these different things. Uh, but even, like, I thought a big one that we tried to do was just how they treated one another. Yeah. And as they get older, this is a bigger deal because to me, the athleticism and the ability begins to separate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the better players or the more competitive players begin to be a little more frustrated yeah. with not so good players. That's right. And, you know, I mean, they're kids, so they're immature and they can just be really kind of cruel, you know? And so just always trying to build up the team and not let certain things be said or, you know, not blaming a player, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of deal uh, mm-hmm. were are huge things, you know, uh, I think. Can you take me inside, either of you guys, some of those, like, specific granular coaching moments where somebody's, you know, doing that, not treating somebody well or whatever that um, where you've been able to, I guess, what is it? It's in the category of correction and, and rebuke even i guess sometimes well i think jason's done a good job with this uh i'll give two examples one is just kind of happens in the moment you hear something and then it's just you know whether in the dugout or on the bases or even in the field yeah and it just we stop it right then like hey don't want to hear that you know that's not how you treat a teammate kind of deal right but then there's other times you know where sports becomes a really good motivator so we've used this as far as like a I don't know what you call it, like a discipline or an accountability for like even things like grades. Or we've had parents talk to us about their kids struggling with this area. Yeah. And so Jason or will pull one of the kids aside and say, "Listen, you can't, until you get this straight, yeah. you're not going to be able to play, right. or you're going to have to miss this." And so uh, just letting them know that sports is important, but it's not more important more important than these other things. And if you can't get your grades up, or you your behavior's bad, or something like that, then you're not going to be able to play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What, so Jason? You you touched on love. I, I thought it was just really good and really important. So so how do we? Um, how about how about for parents? You, you threw in parents there. What is a, a Christian coach? How does he serve parents well? So, the way I would say we serve our parents is we need to treat the other players on our team the way, of course, we want our children to be treated. And the best way I know how to do that is to love them, to love your players like their parents love them, right? Yeah. And understand that they, you know, every parent thinks their kid is an all-star or right. has massive potential, but, um, you know, understand that, you know, when their kid struggles, they struggle. Yeah. And when their kid, um, you know, if they don't feel like their kid's getting treated well, then they're going to be upset. But uh, I would just say... You know, we, we love the children like they love the children. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think one way we always tried to do that was, um, I would imagine, I don't know this for sure, but 
that our coaching environments were a little bit different than maybe other teams uh, so. that we played against. Just as far as like like the way we talked to him. I mean, we would be stern if we had to, but there right. was never like pulling kids, you know, you know, really targeting kids. Yeah. You know, uh, obviously language and how you say things. Right. Um, that kind of thing. Um, so that would be really different and really important. You know, one of the ways that they're going to see something about Christ in us is that we're different than all these other teams, right. even in the way that we coach. Yeah. Um, I think another one was just, and I think we both struggled with this at times, was uh, how to how to get on to our own sons or our own kids. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so there were, I mean, dozens of times in all the years that we coached where Jason would be like, oh, man, I feel really bad. I yelled at that kid, you know. And he really, you know, and I think we were good for each other at that point because I'd say, no, it was fine. Yeah, you know, there right. wasn't anything inappropriate about that. Yeah. But being able to bounce that off one another. Yeah. Or the opposite would be, you know, he'd come back in or I'd come back in and be like, I just yelled at your kid. <laughs> and both of us being saying, no, they needed it. You right, know, yeah. I mean, that we, from somebody else, from somebody else. Yeah, and we didn't want right. to treat, you know, that's kind of the knock on little league sports is the coach's kid gets everything, yeah, you right. know, and uh, we didn't want that. And maybe at times we actually swung too far the other way, yeah. you know, harder on our kids maybe than, than we should have been. And, um, but we tried to, to, <laughs> to, to just be very fair. Yeah. Um, and all that. I think too, just the perspective of winning. Yeah. Like yeah. we're out here to win. Yeah. But it's not a win at all cost. Yeah. So even the example you gave about, we probably over the years put kids in places where if we really wanted to win, that wasn't the best place to right. play them yeah. or how often to play them. Yeah. But you had good relationships with moms and dads. Right. You had good relationships with kids and it wasn't worth losing yeah. those yeah. or hurting them right. for a game that yeah. not only – not even 10 years later, like 10 minutes later no, for a lot of these kids, no one cares no about, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I kid, uh, last week, so we were planning on playing our only tournament this year, right? And, and so kid's autistic and just, you know, he's sweetheart, just love the kid to death, but but not a great baseball player, you know? And so the dad is like, um, coach, can I talk to you? You know, and it was always the, okay, here we go. <laughs> you know, right. what's going on? And uh, he said, so... You know, it's thirty dollars, whatever. Play in this tournament. Is that like? Is is he gonna play? If Jacob will play, if if we bring him and, and pay this money, and I was like, yeah. Man. Does he want to play? You know, like, yeah, he wants to play. Yeah, bring him. Like, we'll we'll find a spot for him. You know, he may not be pitching, but but he'll he'll be on the field and he'll get his he'll get his at bats. You know, and so um, anyway, I think that is really important in a way that you serve the kid, so he's getting those lessons, right? Like, right, winning, losing, whatever. It's about all these things we've been talking about, building the character of the kid, help yeah. him, help him uh, work on something, help him lose well, help him win well, you know? And, uh, and if we just say only the best kids get to do it, we're not, we're not serving everybody. Right? right. You know, just to touch on that a little bit, when you see what other teams do, it, 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 you know, it's, it's a way to learn that as well. So not only that kid gets to play, he gets yeah. to have his at bats, but he gets to swing. Right. You know, he yeah. gets to try. Try. Um, if he's playing basketball, he gets to shoot. If he's open, you get to shoot. shoot the ball. Yeah. Now, there are strategically times when if you could send a kid to the bat without a bat, it would be better for your team. <laughs> you know? Do, you know? Certain names are coming to your head right now. That's right. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that's... They get to participate. Right. They get to try. Yep, yep. And that's a balance for, for us, right, as coaches, because you put... 
all the the kids who struggle in key positions, or you tell them to shoot the three. I don't, I don't care right. if you can't get it there. If right. our team, or the Yankees, like, or the Thunder, right? If you're open, you shoot the three. That's what we do because this is how basketball is played. Right. You can get blowback from parents on, well, that kid should never handle the ball, right? That kid should never be able to shoot the ball. And so we, and we don't, <laughs> a lot of times want them to do that. They're right most so, of the time. So right. right. So we strategically like want to balance serving the kids, getting the kid who can't shoot the three in, getting them those touches with there's something about winning that, that right. is important too, right? I mean, yeah. we can't just say. Yeah, I mean, the other kids, the, particularly the talented kids, they're trying to win. Yeah. They're, you know, well, everybody's trying to win. Right. But they deserve to win. Right. You know. You can't just every time you go out there learn lessons about losing and lay down. That's right. You know. Right. Yeah, it is a delicate balance. I mean, you, it's it's a fine line, <clears throat> and at the, some of its perspective to you a little bit, just as you know, like like the regular season, for instance, allows you to do a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. And if you communicate that up front, that once we get into the postseason, we may, you know, be a little more strategic. Yeah. Right. You know, and if you've done good, like we try, we we had a. Uh, we, we coached this girls' basketball team, and we had a couple girls that uh, we, we just knew from day one they were never going to put a ball in the basket. Right? right. So we had a pretty stinking good team this year. Yeah. And we blew a lot of teams out, yeah. which was fantastic, which meant, like, we could, we could play these girls yeah. so many minutes. Yeah. And they were part of the team, and they were out there the whole second half and, yeah. you know, these types of things. So that when we got towards the end of the year and it was a little more competitive and that kind of deal, we didn't, they didn't, they still played, yeah. but maybe not as much, but they were, you know, there wasn't a, mm-hmm. that's always a, a thing with me about kind of feeling guilty about playing time, mm-hmm. like were we fair in our playing time kind of deal with, you know, especially elementary, middle school. Yeah. Um, and so if you can be strategic, you know, realize that regular season, not really, Yeah. Right. you know, not the biggest of deals, you know, yeah. win or lose, uh, because you're, pl- you're just pre- prepping for postseason. What, so you, you guys have mentioned a couple of times coaching some girls' basketball um, and how it's different. What, how would you say it's different than coaching boys? Well, I mean, we found that girls are more tender, of course. I mean, something that we know deep down, but as men, you forget that. So it's easy to forget that. Sometimes. Especially in competitive in sports. sports area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you just can't treat them with the same level of intensity that you could your boys yeah. most of the time. I mean, what, it was a third and fourth grade team, right? Yeah. So even when we coached third and fourth grade baseball, flag football, those boys, I won't say locked in, but they wanted to win. You yeah. know, they understood. Right. <laughs> when you coach this girls team, they're, I mean, they're just happy. They're laughing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. They're in layup line and playing with each other's. Hair and all this stuff, and we had one girl. I mean, I loved her to death. She, I'm not sure she made a more than two baskets all year, and I mean practice or games. Yeah. And she smiled and was happy after every miss layup. I mean, it was like, yeah, just going through the line made her happy. Yeah, you know, and all that stuff. And so that was a, that was kind of a big. Uh, and then the other girls yelled at her. I mean, you know, right. coaching boys, they. After the fortieth miss layup, they yeah that kind right. of deal right, <laughs> and uh, there was none of that. There was just oh come back in line and let's play some more, you know, and kind yeah. of deal. So it was a relational, more relational maybe. Yeah, 
One of the things I was going to mention too, one of the things I think we did, so a couple things that, that Ryan is jogging in my brain. I think it's important if you're going to coach, you can't really do it by yourself mm. because it's too hard to manage your bench yeah. and manage the game. It is. So a lot of times, Ryan Ryan would be managing the game and I'd be managing the bench. Right. He'd be managing the bench and I'd be managing the game. Right. Um, you can't talk to refs and your players at the same time. <laughs> That's right. You know? And sometimes, like in parenting, like one parent just needs a break, right? Like, like the other day, I, I, just, I need, you know, the ball would be hit to the outfield. I knew who we had in the outfield. I would turn around and go sit down on the bench <laughs> and let my assistant coach, Chewy, Chewy, you're in charge. That's right. I, I can't watch. I can't. Let me know when it's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a, another thing I think we did, I think we did well was we, we, we had an emphasis on having fun. Yeah. So we did things like, I mean, how many times did we go to Brahms after the baseball game? Yep. I mean, tons, right? Yeah. And a lot of times that was where our, I mean, that was more fun than the games. Yeah. A lot, a lot of times. And for, a, and, and it allowed, it goes back to that teamwork and being part of a team. There were lots of guys who didn't may not have had a great game or even played that much that could then go Bond, and have right. an awesome time at Bronx, right, right. you know, uh, with everyone. And that was a, a key deal. And I think it helped the guys handle losing a little bit. It reminded them pretty quickly that, okay, life's, life's already moved on, right. you know, kind of deal. Ice, ice cream was better than the baseball tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and he, I mean, you guys know this, but for us, you know, we're still lamenting that, that oh that late inning hit the right. the guy scored from second and they've already forgotten it oh yeah, yeah. They, they they don't even remember gone. it that's right yeah so we played baseball tonight yeah. right yeah, exactly yeah remember that time when I slid and my my pants got dirty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's uh, that's another you know in terms of loving parents and even you know as we as we um, have kids on our team that are non Christians right um, and in families that that may not know Jesus. Yeah. Hey, let's let's go grab some ice cream after. You know, anybody wants to go. Um, trying to form those relationships and and do some, you know, relational evangelism. That's an opportunity, right? No doubt. No yeah. doubt. And we did. So our teams were strong with a lot of Trinity kids. Yeah. But we always tried to to leave room for kids that were assigned to us by the league. Uh huh. Right. You know, and when you've got nine, <clears throat> when you got nine Trinity kids, and three or two Norman kids. Man, you can really have an impact on their lives. Yeah. With, you know, if it's one Trinity kid and a nine, yeah, yeah, that's a challenge. It's just not going to be the same. And we were able to invite kids like to VBS, to camp, to yeah. these kinds yeah. of things. I remember, you know, just some big <clears throat> events that happened in that deal. Like one year, we coached this, this, this guy that had been on our team, and his mom and dad were going through a divorce that season. Mm -hmm. So like, Jason and I and the other dads saw him play far more than his dad ever actually, right, you right. know, yeah. and that was a huge deal, you know, yeah. picking up, giving rides, you know, like one of the things I always did with Cooper yeah. was, uh, we just had a little tradition. We stopped at Seven Eleven on our way to every game, yeah. you know, buy sunflower seeds right. and a Gatorade or something, you know? Right. And so being able to like, it wasn't much, but you have this other kid with us, yeah. Hey, go in there and grab you some sunflower seeds and a drink, you know, right. just things that, and then affirm him as he's, he's losing that. Yeah. Fatherly voice in his life, right? right. You're, Hey, hey, good job, Coaches buddy. can come Where in and go. do a huge job in that. You I know? So. I that's right. We had another one where we had a kid that was on our team, and he was not a great ball player. Yeah. And he got just crazy sick during the season. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, 
some kind I don't even remember some kind of infection and he's in children's hospital for yeah. so Jason and I both went up there at different times to yeah. visit this kid and I still see his family like around town yeah. at different times and you know that that's what they don't remember baseball that's right they remember that kind of deal and so um you know it just gives a lot of opportunities for that kind of stuff yeah well yeah. so uh every season I, it happens where there's not enough dads right and the calls go around hey will you coach hey we, we're looking for another coach so say you're you're speaking now to a, a dad who's like good grief i got I got bills to pay. I got a long day at work. I really don't want to go mess with a bunch of seven-year-olds yeah. and try and keep, uh, you know, herd cats. What would you say to that coach? How would you encourage him or that potential coach? How would you encourage him to take that step? I would definitely say, I would definitely say you need to do it. Number one, because God is clearly presenting you with an opportunity right there. That's right. Number two, if you don't do it, somebody else is going to do it that you may or may not like or agree with or and that person's going to have an impact on your child's life I, I would not take that risk yeah. and I, I wanted to be involved in speaking into my kids life and other kids really and it's great one on one time right. it's great memory time I mean yeah I mean you got time in the car you're going to from practices you know uh, and I think there's a lot of fruit that will come years and decades later mm. you know when our kids are parents yeah and if they can remember in just something like you know my dad didn't yell too much or we had fun when i was doing this when i was a kid kind of deal you right. know and um those types of deals now the flip side of that coin is i agree with jason totally you should do it but it's not there have been plenty of times when we were like can you believe we've got practice <laughs> or i am so ready for this season, season to be over, that's right. yeah, June, kind of deal. June, July gets that's here, right. like baseball's you know? over, right? And uh, that's right. And uh, <laughs> so there's definitely been some of that, and uh, we've all we've had some success, but we've also coached some really bad teams, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, where it it's it's hard to get ten year olds excited or eleven year olds excited when they're gonna get their brains beat out, right? And we know that going out there, right? Um, so yeah, so it, it's a challenge, but it's a worthy noble yeah, thing definitely. to do, right? Definitely. I think there's wise things, and Jason hit on this before, that you can do too, like most of these dads that are getting asked to do it probably do have a buddy or two that they could ask to help them. Yeah. That makes things Huge. so much better when it's not just that you have help, but you have a friend. You know, it's it's yeah. a good time for the coaches as well. That's right. And, uh, I mean, we kind of avoided some of the crazy coaches because we always signed up. Right. We were the crazy coaches. Yeah. You know, we, we avoided that, and we just, you know, tag-teamed on that, yeah. so... Um, and that helped a ton. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a great avenue to live and speak the gospel, right, in the culture. I mean, you don't think when we use the word culture, we don't think about Little League baseball teams, but that's a huge part of our yeah. culture, right? A lot of people play. Yeah. A lot of non-believers there. No doubt. Opportunities to, to speak in people's Well, I mean, life. if you went back and did the math, I mean, it's probably interesting to do, but just the amount of hours that were spent yeah. in that over the last decade or more investing in kids investing in parents yeah you talk about that's a huge amount of time that you just put into something you know that's right yeah well it's been fun guys appreciate your time yeah yeah hopefully this is a blessing uh and a help and a resource for you guys and and like jason said man we just encourage you when that when that call comes and pick it up take uh take an opportunity to to speak truth and and live well and and uh, coach
Thanks for having me. That was fun. Yep.